Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richmond and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. All right. So podcast 62, and I'd like to just start out by saying that I posted a video on my YouTube channel on Monday. And I got criticized for it. I got tore into. You what saw it, right? What? Which, oh, about, which one? About the trail camera making a clicking sound. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had I triggered people. Did they? They tear you up? Why? I had people send me messages on Instagram and everything, saying that just like don't like ignorant comments. And I was like, really? Yeah. And all I was all I said in the video was. This could be something to look into. I didn't say trail cameras are going to 100% ruin your property. I said it could be something to look into. You triggered. And I did. And when you look at the people that commented, mm-hmm. I found their social media, right? And I went through their some of their, their Facebook posts and stuff. Posts. And, it's, and a lot of people were commenting, making posts saying, I don't know what happened. I'm not seeing any deer this year. I'm not seeing deer. I'm not seeing deer. But the same person commented on my video said that the clicking sound has nothing to do with not seeing deer. So it's the people that they're not having success, but then they go on social media and make these stupid comments saying that it has nothing to do with it. And it may not be, but it's just something to look at. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, I did like, the example that you gave you had that camera sitting on the table and you put your hand in front of it and it clicks i didn't realize that the cell camera did that all cell cams that i had does that hmm. it make and it if you put it out in the woods at a deer's face and that deer walks in front of it click click it makes a clicking sound did not realize that because as you know i don't have any cell cameras yes now till some now, guys till now some, yeah. I'm going to use them this fall. Right. And some guys were saying that regular cameras do that. Now, I have a lot of regular non-cell cameras, and I've never heard them click. The only one I've ever had that did that was a uh, an older-style Moultrie. Mm. And you could hear the lens click. Yeah. All it is is when it's transitioning from like a – a darker environment from a light lighting environment, I believe you can physically see the lens. Oh yeah. Flicker. It flicks in front this, of it. This one does. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. All I, I, I'm yeah. so glad they made better cameras though. Cause that was one of my worst experiences. I bought this camera. I bought two cameras when I first got into putting cameras on. One was one of those Primos 35s or whatever. And that was like the best camera I ever had, but it didn't last a whole long time. Mm-hmm. It lasted a couple of years. And right. then this Moultrie, it was so dumb. It took C batteries. I had it, one before, yeah. And it had the, the lens that flicked and clicked, mm-hmm. and it was horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Yeah, but these these cell cams, I mean, they majority of them click. They make a clicking sound. And is it going to alert deer? Well, it's a Could. possibility. I mean, is they, it going to? They hear a twig snap. Right. They're, you know, know, especially if they hear that clicking sound and then they see your camera right there on the tree. It just, 
I didn't say it was a hundred percent going to real. I just said, hey, but how many times it, have you snapped your release on a string and it clicked? Right. Exactly. Or, or you pulled back right. and it clicked back here somewhere. Yeah. Or how about when you draw your bow and your, your elbow cracks, mine mm-hmm. does it all the time. I pull back and it's like, <laughs> and they hear it and they hear that and they like stop and throw to attention. Yeah. It's just, you know, you know people on the internet are funny, but I had comment. I had, some of the people I just blocked, I just banned because they were I, like, I didn't even see all that. Yeah, they're like, this dude's an idiot. Blah. I'm like, what? I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> it was wild, man. Dave's I never an seen. Idiot. Yeah, I never seen nothing like it. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, but the the ninety percent of it was positive, and then the there was the ten. I had a lot of comments, but I had people messaging me on Instagram like. You're God. so wrong. I, I have trail cameras out. It doesn't alert my deer. And then you look at their Facebook posts and they have spikes and four pointers picked that they're shooting. Mm. Well, that that's fine. But I'm, I'm referring to mature deer, mature bucks are way different than, I mean, how many times do you go to the woods and you can shoot a four pointer almost every time, yeah. but how many times can you go to the woods and shoot a 140 inch 10 pointer? Not very often. It's just they're different animals, but yeah, I just thought I'd share that that I triggered a bunch of people. We need to do a podcast on cell cameras and cameras anyhow at some point. I think we did last year on season one. I think we did too, but I don't know how deep we went with it. Well, now that you have cell cams and we set them up in May, maybe after we get them set up and you get you know, a couple months under your belt with cell cams. We'll yeah, I get, I'll have to get comfortable and we'll, we'll do a recap. Yep. And tell them my experience with it. Hey, we can do that. Well, why don't you tell everybody what we're talking I'm, about? I'm on, so clueless on that stuff. Yep. Okay, today, 62. today we're going to talk about, you know, <clears throat> like I said, I get a lot of information from Facebook, our topics and things, and one of them, has been lately, you know, some guy posts on one of these forums and and everybody says, well, get a soil test first. Well, yeah, that is your first step. We, we do encourage you to take that first step. But that person not knowing he needs a soil test surely doesn't know how to read it when he gets it back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about, you know, how you attempt to read your soil test when you get it back. Yep. You know, what some things to look for, uh, some highlights, and then we'll transition into a uh, talking later into some soil prep and how to amend the soil and and and, and uh, your plots. We'll we'll dive into your fertilizer application, your lime application, and if you're, how, if how if to you're, do it, when to do it. Yeah, if you're frost seeding or if you're disking or yeah, whatever. We'll get yeah. into it. Why don't you start out with uh, your, because you just had some soil samples. And yes. so let, you have them with you? Uh, not on me. Okay. Let's, uh, okay. So let's, uh, let's go through them and basically like what it tells you, what your MPK, you know, if it tells you you need 3,000 pounds of lime, let's kind of go through that. Okay. So do you want me to get some physically? No, to look just at. Talk about. Oh, just no, talk. About. Okay, okay. So, if you you get these back, and normally at the top at the heading, 
it'll tell you uh, what your pH was on the property and your NP and K. And I think it tells you calcium and something else. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what we'll do on the video version. I'll post up a screenshot of a soil sample and I'll put mm -hmm. it on the screen for the people watching. For the people okay. listening, you'll just have to decipher. Yeah. yeah, they have an NP and K and a magnesium and sometimes sometimes a calcium. But anyhow, it and on the ones I get, it's from Penn State and they show a bar. You know, they show a bar going from low uh, into average and above average or something optimal, like that optimal. you know optimal you know and there'll be a, a bar that goes across the screen into these boxes and shows you what level you're at so it's it's a it is a visual for i mean you know because a lot of guys like i said a lot of guys don't this might be their first time doing that and they're not going to know how to read it so that visual of the bar going through the boxes that's a good thing i think you know, you can actually visually look at it and say, oh, yeah, I, I am low in that or or I'm I'm in the normal range or, oh, geez, that's high. You know, so. Well, I think the the I mean, obviously, you want all your levels to be optimal. That's the yes. goal. Um, there's ways to get there. And we've I think we've done that many times on how to get there. Um, but I think the confusion comes in. One is. Uh how much lime to add because some people freak out when it says they need three or 4,000 yeah. pounds of lime. So right let's start on, with that. Yeah. So right under all those ranges, they drop down to the next paragraph and they tell you the recommendations. And usually it's a recommendation for lime or under that, if you need lime, it'll tell you a recommendation. And under that, it'll tell you recommendation for fertilizers. Mm. And so like, if you need lime, and it tells you so many hundreds of pounds or thousands of pounds you need per it's it's in per acre yeah, is per what acre. it's going to tell you so you got to do now, the math on it you're going to have to do the math you're going to send cuz when you sent your soil sample and they asked for asked for the approximate size of the plot that you was going to install so hopefully you gave them the correct number you know be it 1 acre 3 quarter half you know what it is and you take that recommendation and you do the math so if it's a half acre they give you let's say two thousand pounds per acre and you said you was only doing a half acre well half of two thousand would be one thousand so you know you need one thousand pounds of lime for your plot mm -hmm. okay so i mean you yeah there's a little bit of math involved but you don't have it's a low you know you don't have to be a math scholar to figure this stuff out. So, so you so get starting. So starting with the lime, let's say, you, let's say you have an acre and it tells you you need 2000 pounds of lime. Okay. How do you apply it and what type of lime? Okay. How do you apply it? Now that depends on what property you have. If you can, if you have access to get a truck in there and you can get an ag truck in there, that'll haul it in bulk get ag lime and have them spread it that would be awesome if not you're gonna That's, probably that would be, be your I, most ideal for thing sure to do. for sure and that's a long-term fix too yeah. i mean ag lime is the good stuff right. if not you're gonna be like 
90% of the food plotters out there. So don't feel like you're slighted yeah. here. That's what 90% I was at. of the guys are using Pell lime, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, that comes in usually 40 or 50 pound bags. Okay. So you're going to have to buy pallets and pallets full of this stuff. If you, if you really need a lot of it, which mm-hmm. is quite costly actually. And, well, uh, me and you, me and you did it at the old farm with, we had what deliveries brought. Yeah. You could have and, it drop ship to your property. Yeah, you know, pallets, get pallets full of lime delivered. Like I said, it is more costly than ag lime. So th- that is the optimal thing if you can get a truck delivered. Mm-hmm. But and, it probably uh, is one of the most, it's one of the most important things you can do for your food plot is, is lime. Sure, sure it is. Sure so, it is. And, and, uh, and I, I would say uh, it's, it's most cost effective. Let's put it that way too, mm-hmm. because your fertilizer is going to be more expensive, mm, um, yeah. but you can get away you can get away with having a uh, a pretty good pH and it drawing out the nutrients from the ground. You can get away with that a lot easier than if you don't lime and you add fertilizer just blindly, like a lot of these labels tell you to do on the seed mm-hmm. label. You know, they'll tell you if you didn't do a test, throw this much fertilizer out, you know. I wish uh, all seed companies would eliminate that label and say, well, they don't even talk about lime. They just talk about throwing fertilizer, fertilizer down. I wish they would get rid of that and say, get a soil sample. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I mean, seriously, they don't even tell you about no, amending with, with lime. Mm-mm. So from the get go, you have no idea what your pH is and they're telling you to throw fertilizer at it. So right. now you're just throwing money in the dirt, literally and walking away. Mm-hmm. And you won't even need it. Like in my case this year, I did all those soil tests, no lime needed. And for four acres, I need literally three bags of of uh, fertilizer. Right. Three bags. Yeah. That's it. So if I took their recommendation, which is usually 300 pounds of triple 19, you know, is usually what you see on these seed tags. Yeah. Uh, Two, 300 pounds. Yeah, look at the money I would have wasted. Yeah, that's a lot know. of money. So, so anyhow, yeah, you're you're gonna take their recommendations. You're gonna go into, you're gonna get the lime, it, because the lime is the key factor. If if you don't have the right pH, like I'm trying to say, uh, throwing fertilizer at it is not. You have to have the the pH correct for it to be able to use the fertilization. And the fact is, if you the more fertilizer you add, the lower your pH is going to be because it drops pH. True. Because there's so salt many and, fillers. Salt and fillers in it. Yeah. Mainly salt. It's all yeah. just fillers that lowers your pH. So yep. usually, usually if I'm adding fertilizer, I'll add like for every uh, three bags of fertilizer, I'll add one bag of lime. It offsets the drop in, in pH. Mm-hmm. So that's just something for, I don't want to, we don't want to confuse people. But no, P, uh, fertilizer, synthetic fertilizer does lower your pH. So that's why lime is so important. Mm-hmm. Why don't you jump into now? Let's say somebody needs two, three thousand pounds of lime mm-hmm. um, on their one acre food plot. Should they add it all at once? Well, when you go to the bottom and it's on the bottom of my test, anyhow, 
when I got my readout back from Penn State, when you drop to the bottom boxes, there's some boxes along the bottom of the page, mm-hmm. and one of them's called CEC, and that's CAT Ion Exchange. And when you talk about CAT Ion Exchange, it it is the amount of uh, nutrient holding capacity uh, that your soil has, and obviously. Um, a lot of people fall in the range of between like two and 12, let's say, and the higher, the better that's the higher number, the better, the, the nutrient holding capacity. And it's kind of like, kind of like think of like a sponge and the sponge can only hold so much moisture, you know, and if it if you add all this fertilization on into this sponge let's say your 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 soil but it can't hold it all it's just wasting it's going to leach out of it like a drip like the water dripping out of the sponge when the sponge can't take any more moisture it just leaches off and starts dripping it's kind of the same idea with your soil um if you will um so what you would have to do is what we call a split application. So a rough estimate, how to know how much that you that your soil can hold, you take the number that they give you in the CEC, let's say it's 10, and you roughly multiply that by 10. And so that, that number would be like 100. So you're talking like 100 pounds, you know, of, of, of all this fertilization that you could add and it's it's just i don't even know how to say it there again if you're if you're adding it all on at once it's not a good thing you it's not going to be usable it's going to leach off so you you're going to put someone at planning like a starter and we like to put like at least i don't know i like to put like 60 70% of of it on if it falls within the range of my CEC and then I'll put the rest on later, like a month later or so, mm-hmm. you know, so is that clear as mud? Can you clear add as mud. that? Well, the only thing I would say is uh, you said the higher, the better on the CEC. And I would say yes to a point, but you can get too high. And then that means you like, you have really clay soil and it's, it's hard as it rock. It could be compacted. Yeah. 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 like clay or it's hard so i've seen numbers on a client one time he had like a, a 38 cec oh my goodness and it was because it was hard clay compacted yeah soil. well most so, guys that are food plotting you know yeah. they're, they're somewhere mm-hmm. between a two and a ten I'd yeah yeah you know, now i think the old farm average. i went we went from i think like a three or four and all said and done after five years we were up in like the 14 15 yeah so, well, in a, in a way, you can raise your CEC. Is yeah. you could you could be uh, green manure. You could be you could be uh, mm-hmm. disking in things, uh, getting your organic matter down into that dirt, and that's going to yeah. help hold that right. that nutrient down there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a way that you can raise your CEC. Now, when should people add the lime? What time should they do it? Now? Should they wait until they plant, or what? You know. Any time of the year is a good time to add lime, really. Um, but 
if they're getting into frost seed, and obviously lime's not going to do a whole lot for them at that point in time. But like I said, I would put it on any time you can. Mm -hmm. If you got the money and you know you need it, go get some and spread it. Yeah, know? yeah. I'd um, say if you're if you're disking an area, like you know you're planting an annual in the in the spring, apply your lime now. Sure. But also because you know you're going to disc to plant your annual, disking that lime in is beneficial it helps it break yeah. down faster and you'll get to the the lime at the you know mixed into the soil so anytime you can disc the lime in is beneficial For but sure. i would still say if it's not you know if you're not on a hill if it's flat yeah if lime, it's not gonna wash away yeah, on you lime anytime you want yeah and i i would say i would say you could like in an area where there's still going to be frost and things like where i'm at mm -hmm. you know even if you put it on now like last night we had we had a lot of rain last night we had a lot of rain today so yeah. it's going to help melt that down in for you mm -hmm. um but ideally you like to have lime and fertilizer next to your seed mm -hmm. so you know it it's definitely definitely going to benefit you to uh have it mixed in with your soil definitely you know um but yeah anytime's a good time to add lime because mm -hmm. it does take a little little bit of time to break down and get it to where you want it i liked when we limed at the farm the one time when it had that thin layer of snow yes man we turned all it all of it gray gray you know, lime color and it was easy mm -hmm. to tell where the lime was yes yep yep you could like you said you could you could overlap it and and you could see where you've been or where you've missed Mm -hmm. it for sure was a was a good time and we you know guys can apply it you know we used uh what was that 50 or 100 pound atv spreader 100 um, pound 100 pound um i bought that pool behind spreader which i don't recommend thing was junk because well the one i had was junk because the width of the wheels weren't wide enough so anytime yeah. it hits a bump and it's top heavy it spilled over yeah, I've seen ones they have now that have a wider wheelbase, so it won't it won't tip over. Those mm -hmm. would be recommended um, if anybody's using a, a pull behind. But the regular mount on you know the ones that mount on your four wheeler um, work well. So always a way to do it. Um, to, but just please use actual lime and follow follow the soil sample. Yeah. Yep, and and try to try to buy the highest CCE car calcium carbonate equivalent lime. Yeah, I was at Tractor Supply the other day looking at their lime, and it was ninety seven point six, I think. Okay. So that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I mean you you flip the bag over and you can read the calcium carbonate equivalent in that bag. Mm -hmm. Some of them. I've seen some bags as low as like 80% or something, you know? Yeah. So I wonder what the, I wonder what the rest of that is. What filler they put in lime. Yeah. I don't know what know? they're putting in there, but I've seen some pretty low. Yeah. And if you, and, if you, and then they were usually, uh, those bags were like 40 pounders. So yeah, you get even less lime out of it. Right. What was the CCE of the, the ag truck you had? The ag truck I had, the guaranteed analysis on it was like 98 point something. Okay. Yeah, it was almost a hundred percent. Nice. And that comes out of Belfont, Pennsylvania, and out of the mines. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it was very good stuff. 
All right, so we got the Lyme covered, a little bit of breakdown of CEC. So let's say the person's soil sample comes back and says they need 200 pounds of triple 19. Okay. When do they add it? When do they add it? Well, if the CEC can handle it, they could add it all at planning if they wanted to. But I still back it off just a hair. And I, I, I never put a full load on, to be honest. I never do because I, I hold a little back. And then about a month later, I hit it again and just give it another little boost. Yeah, those but, split applications work really well. Yeah, I like it better than putting it all on at once because uh, it's a lot. It, it is a lot. And, you know, I think anytime you do, it's kind of like shocking a system, you know, it's like, whoa, I think the soil just is like, whoa, <laughs> you're, you're putting it all down in there. And well, especially if you, if you already have low, so let's say you have a 5.0 pH, mm -hmm. you do add your lime, but then you're, you're planting and fertilizing at the same time. There's literally no point in adding the recommended fertilizer because your pH is so low. Yeah. So you're, it's more important to add that lime, spend the money, spend the money on the lime because that yeah. takes time to react. So it's going to take right. a good six months to a year for that mm -hmm. pH to gradually build up. Once the pH gets up, then you can start spending your money on the adequate amount of fertilizer you need. Right. That's a good point. You know, um, because like you said, you're, you're waiting for that to react. Mm -hmm. And that's another reason why I never used to add it all at one time. Now this year though, all my, everything's spot on and I don't need that much anyhow. So I am going to put it all on at once, mm -hmm. you know? Well, let's talk about real quick how, how you got there and how we, how you get to that point of not needing much because me and you started at the old farm making videos um and we walked people through four years of progress and each year i did a soil sample we started out there was zero nutrients in that soil in that fields nothing yeah, that was fallow ground for a long time fallow ground i'm talking about the big the big field yes um the the organic matter was low it was down like the two cc was low every all the nutrients were in poor you know but after four years, we got to a point of, we took a soil sample, everything's optimal, pH is optimal, like 6.8, I think we got it up to. Nutrients were sky high. Um, organic matters were up in the 8s to 12s. I mean, that's a, like that's hard to get. Um, CECs were up there. Now, we worked on it for four years, but if you follow that soil sample, the whole idea is to get to that point. You got better of, every year. Yep. Get better every year. But you get the end goal is to get to a point where, okay, now we're just throwing a little a maintenance dose. Maintenance yes. dose at it just to maintain those levels. We're yeah. not adding enough to bring the levels up. We're adding to maintain. And what's the reason behind that? Well, you save money. Yeah. Look at this. This year, I like I said, I, I'm going to be planting over four acres. Um, you know, right. over, little over four acres. I need zero lime, and I literally need three bags of fertilizer. So, so you, I you're might, spend, what, might fifty bucks, sixty bucks, fifty, sixty bucks. 
Right. You know. Oh, out of four acres. And that's, you get you get to that ideal. point. Yeah. And you got to that point and you, now you can sit back and just throw a little maintenance at it, save money, yep. and you're not spending all that money. Um Right. And that's that's the now, goal. I, I paid a little bit up front, like you said, we you know, when I first went in, you know, there was cost involved with with some spray. You know, we had we had to kill it all down and then I got a lime truck in there, you know, that was hundreds of dollars. And in between the lime trucks, we were throwing a couple pallets of lime out of here and there. Um but like you said, I like to keep and that's one of my mottos, something 365. I like something planted all year. And then you know, a lot of people don't want to be bothered with spring and summer and, and, uh, they just want to let their ground be fallow till fall. But what they don't realize is having something green in there and being able to till that back in is just adding that much more nutrient and green manure to the dirt. And that's like free fertilizer. Like that's, that's eliminating hundreds of pounds of fertilizer that you would have to buy because it's going back in and decaying and feeding. Yep. Yep. Well, what they what they don't realize is they're missing a key step to getting to that end goal of what we just talked about. Because if you're leaving bare ground, you're not improving the soil to get to that end goal right. of just having maintenance doses of lime and fertilizer. Yeah. So when you skip the entire spring and summer and you don't have to plant something to feed you just plant something just to have like buckwheat or something in there that deer aren't really going to be preferred. Um, but you just want a root system in there, like you said, to have something to turn back in. So yeah. the guys that are missing out on that spring, summer planting, you're losing a step into getting to that end goal. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I just, uh, just keep working at it and, it just improves yep. every year as mm -hmm. long as you don't let something severely slip into the unoptimal range. Right. You know? Yeah. Because yeah, then you got to, then you got to really dose it up with synthetic and it, it's full of junk, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, you got a soil sample each year. Yeah. Know. That's, that's key. You got to keep an eye on it. Yep. I mean, even Penn State says, oh, you don't need to soil sample every year. You can do it every third year. That's crazy. That is crazy. I want to I want to see what it's doing every year. It changes. It, it changes. It will change. Every year. It will change. It's it's going to be different every year until you get to a point to where the soil's holding. You know, you have organic matter in there. You have your good CEC and, you, and it's holding. Then you could say, okay, well, I'll do it every two years, but... I like to do it every year just because it's cheap and it's fun. It's fun to see. Yeah. It's fun to see your, your progress. Yep. yep. Um, so we better so, do some soil prep. Yeah. So soil samples, we broke that down. Anybody has questions, let us know, but soil prep. So let's, let's just keep it simple. If, and say that if you're going into the spring and you're planting an annual buckwheat, soybeans, um, you could even do annual clovers or uh, iron clay cow, whatever it is. How do you prep that? How do you get to the point of putting seed down? Let's start with that. Well, when I, I, um, 
obviously we talked earlier in another podcast that you have to wait to soil tempers around, you know, no less than 50 overnight. Hey, that was a uh, podcast 61. Okay. So you, you want to, you want to have the soil temperature up. So not only like if you've got a bad weed problem, you got to spray, not only does the spray not work until you get to that range anyhow, and germination on most seeds and things work best in the heat like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, I mean, you've got your winter wheat and your winter rise and things that germinate down as low as like 37 degrees or something like that. But I mean, the stuff that you're going to be putting in for spring and summer, you need to, you need to wait, be patient, get that soil temperature up, not air temperature, soil temperature. And then I'm going to go in and, uh, I'm going to work ever so slightly on the dirt. I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to be ripping soil eight inches deep or whatever, because all you're going to do is uproot more weed seed. So just the first couple of inches, because that's all the deeper you're planting something anyhow, you know, scratch up the first couple of inches, get your, uh, fertilizer, your fertilizer, uh, mixed in. I usually end up spreading that first. Mm-hmm. I scratch the dirt up. I spread the fertilizer. If it needed any lime, I put that in too. And then I'll spread the seed and I usually get a chain harrow and I just smooth it all up. So that gets your lime and fertilizer next to your seed where it needs to be. And that gives it that boost to get germinated. And obviously you need to do this all right before a moisture, yeah. uh, you know, right before a rain or something, or if you have some wet ground, uh, I don't like to do it in the mud, but if you have some moist ground, you can get away with ground moisture that way mm-hmm. for germination. But that's how I get to that point. Yeah. I would just say that, yep, you're you're ready to plant. You got to look at your weed situation. Um, if it's full of weeds, it could be a new plot. You have to get that under control, whether you're just disking it, um, but realize in the spring you're going to have weeds. So I like to sometimes, depending on what it is, I like to spray it with glyphosate and 2,4-D, give it a good burn. I'll disc and I'll plant right away. Um, the main goal with that is to get, you know, a good seed bed. Um, so, you know, soil to seed contact, depending on what you're planting, you don't have to, you know, clover doesn't have to go real deep. Soybeans, you know, half, three quarter inch. Um, your Egyptian wheat doesn't have to be too much either. Uh, but the main goal with that is to get the pure soil to seed contact. If you have any thatch in there and the seed sitting on top, it's not good. So you have to either work that in, mow it down real low, burn it off, whatever you got to do, scratch it. Uh, but the first couple inches is really all you need. And you're, usually what I'll do is before I'll disc, I will spread the fertilizer. That, like you said, you can mix all that in. Mix it in. Yeah, mix it in there. And at that time, it's good if you had already spread your lime, it's good to disc it anyway. That way you mix your lime in as well. Mm -hmm. So hopefully, I mean, none of it is rocket science. You just have to realize that you need soil to seed contact. you got to follow a soil sample, get the appropriate lime and fertilizer in there. And then your end goal, two, three, four years down the line, is to do that soil sample and look at it and say, wow, everything's optimal. 
all I got to do is add maintenance doses, whether it's one 50 pound bag of fertilizer or two to three bags of lime, just to, just as a maintenance, just to maintain what you got. You're not adding a thousand pounds of lime every year. You know, you want to yeah. not do that. You know, main, and, main reason is just money. You know, you want to get to that point where you're saving money. And I would, I would, the only thing I would add to that is a sidebar note. Um, when you're talking about fertilizer, it's based on a hundred pounds. So that's two bags of fertilizer. So if, yeah. if it tells you you need, uh, you know, if it tells you you need a couple hundred pounds, you need to figure that out. You know, the, the number on the bag, the 10, 10, 10, it's you only get, pounds. yeah, per hundred pounds, you need two bags to get a 10, 10, 10. Yes. So you just need to remember that when you're doing all your math, Yeah. you know. So if you're buying, break it down real quick. So if you're buying a 50 pound bag of 10, 10, 10, you're only getting five, five pounds, five. five, 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 because yeah. fertilizer is based off a hundred pound equivalent. Yes. Yes. So if you buy a 10, 10, 10, 50 pound bag, five pounds, five pounds, five pounds. Yep. It's, it, you have to be careful. A lot of people don't know that. Yep. So they have to buy two bags to get the true 10, 10, 10. True. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, that's. And, and don't listen to the guys that tell you that you're, you can add less Pell lime. You know, they, they try to tell you you can add less Pell lime because it's greater, it's more potent than ag lime. No, you know? it's the same. As long as the C, as long as the CCEs are both really close, yeah. like we were talking earlier, you're good. Yep. Get pounds Guess what? per pound. Guess what you just did? You just triggered somebody. I probably did. I you probably triggered did. them. Maybe they'll attack you instead of me this time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'll get the hate mail this time. But that is a scientific. That isn't me saying it. That is science telling me that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know what else science says? Science says when a cell can goes off, it makes a clicking sound. <laughs> when I can hear it, science can prove it. Yeah. Like I said, when you waved your hand in front of that camera and it clicked, Click. I was like, what the i didn't realize they did that true facts they yep. all do it yep so you know don't get mad at us there is there is a little science behind it it's not rocket science but i mean you do have there's a few tricks and things you gotta yeah. know there's always tricks in it and like i said you know with all this stuff getting to that end goal tons of videos on chris's channel tons of videos on my channel like we've been over this dozens dozens of time we actually have a video uh, I think it's called how to create the perfect food plot, which was an old virtual seminar Yeah. that, that we made the video for, which actually never happened. But, um, that, that video, COVID, right? Yeah. That was when COVID happened. They want us, they wanted us to do a virtual seminar. So we made this like 35 minute long video or whatever, Yep. but that breaks down each category of what we just talked about, just mm. a more in-depth version yeah. of it. So yeah. That's out there too. You can search and, and check out. And like I said, I know this was all as clear as mud, but you know, to try to fit this all in, in a half hour podcast, you know, and explain it, it's, uh, like I said, each individual piece of the puzzle here, you have to add them all up to get, get a puzzle. Yeah. I think yeah. the main thing they need to watch that video if they have more questions. I mean, right. There, we have shorter videos, but yeah, I, I actually, 
I I broke down some of those things in smaller videos on the channel. Yeah, you know, so understanding CEC, understanding base saturation, and stuff like that on my channel. You know, I they don't get many views, but somebody's watching them and and gathering some golden nuggets out of there because it is hard to understand if no one teaches you. You know, well. Like I've done soul soul sample videos on my channel, and they do the poorest out of any video because they it's do. a boring topic. Nobody it wants to, nobody wants to hear it. It is because but they're also the guys that have crappy plots every year. Yes, correct. You know. Yeah. Again, it's just something to it's something to look at. Make sure you're following it. It's a one of the most avoided things in food plot is soul yeah. sample. Nobody wants to do it. But, it's hard to elaborate on on something. You know. Yeah. So go and check out some other videos mm -hmm. and uh, they'll be explained better on there. Yep. Sounds good. So that's 62 guys. 62. We Six will two. see you on the next one. Later. Gator. <laughs>